When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello! Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. Today I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. I've just realised right now it's about half eight in the evening and um, this is the first conversation I've had today. <laughs> so, um, good luck, everyone. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, before we start the show, I've been given something to read out. Uh, so here we go. We have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight. They're the world's leading app for booking last minute hotel rooms to offer you £15, €20 Euros or $25 dollars off your first booking. I don't know which currency that works out best for, because they're nice round numbers, those are. Um, Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight, and then enter Newcastle in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks, whether a business or a pleasure trip. Perhaps you might want to mix business with pleasure. Or our next away game, and you and your mates fancy staying over in a top hotel at the weekend. I know it's great as, well, it says here that I managed to book a room at uh, a hotel, but I didn't, and I'm not prepared to lie. Um, (laughs) You are under oath. But it does sound like a good, it sounds like there's a a deal there, right? Any hotel room is a hotel room, but there's a chance to get money off. So do that. Out for note. And also, um, sign up and play the football pools and get four games absolutely free and go to uh, the football pools and do that (laughs) and type in Newcastle I guess I don't know the information for that is far less specific but uh, we do have some uh, very specific information and that is that we lost our last game 1-0 to Man United did you watch it Dave? Yes, on a dodgy, 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 dodgy stream. Right, okay. Hmm. Did you watch it on a legitimately, Paul? Sort of, semi-legitimately. I watched it on BT Sports on my laptop from someone else's account. Okay, someone else's account. Yeah, well, mum and dad's. It's fine. It's annoying because my dad's got BT, but won't go on the the website to actually just sign up for BT Sport. It won't cost him anything. Yeah, you won't do it because he's worried that, I don't know, the the internet will get his bank details. I'll get hacked. Exactly, so I can't Uh, do that. uh, We held out for a long time, didn't we, in the game? Yeah. Yeah. I I think, honestly, we should have won. I genuinely do. I think that... uh, there was the penalty that never was. 
It like small and hauling down Riviera in the box. It was stonewall penalty. Absolutely criminal that that wasn't given as a penalty. No surprise given where the uh, where the refs from Cheshire and gives. He says that he's he says that he's not a Man U fan, but honest to God, the guy must be. Uh, if if that's a penalty, would Smalling have also been sent off? Was he the last man? Was a goal scoring opportunity? <coughs> I don't know, but certainly there's a goal scoring chance. Rojo was lucky to not get two yellow cards during the game. I really I believe that. And mm-hmm. um, the the throwing that led to their goal, it should have been our ball, and then they don't score. So we mm-hmm. I'm going to take it as a moral win. I've realised it's quite a long time since the game but you sound like you've really been stewing over it Dave I can't let it lie it bothers uh, me. It I noticed, me I noticed uh, the phrase there stonewall penalty yeah. um, why is that word always associated with penalty shouts stonewall because the only other place I hear that word is either by by a stonewall or in association with I believe it's a gay pressure group well, the, the term's an amalgamation of the two things. <laughs> why, why is, where does, do we know where that comes from? Stonewall? I'm not, I'm not it's sure stone about that stonewall penalty. It's like when you say cast it? iron as well. I think cast it's just iron. about it being solid it's, and... Right, it's sturdy. Kind of as, as clear and solid a penalty it's as possible. It's got nothing to do with the American historical figure, somebody Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, that was just... Well, apparently he... Was notori- he notoriously gave away a lot of penalties. Um, but whatever you call it, it was as clear a penalty as you see. Yeah, it was nailed on. And the ref had a fairly clear view of it, and the linesman definitely yeah. should have helped him out. It, it, was, it, it was a ridiculous one not to give, but sort of typical. But I, I honestly believe that's, that's two, two refereeing decisions against Man U that have cost us a lot of points. Because even if, even if like we'd scored and they went on to win the game, fine. But I'm just saying that that cost like that cost us a goal at, at least, or the opportunity for a goal. And the same thing happened at, uh, at Old Trafford. I would it say should have been a penalty. There. Given our finishing on the Monday, though, <laughs> I think even a penalty would have been a tricky one for yeah, anyone on our team. We didn't look like we could have scored. And I think as well, a draw for me would have been a fair result. Tim Krull made a couple of great saves. No, yeah. To be, yeah I think to he be fair, kept us in it a little. Reasonable. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, was a, it was one of those ones sort of coming into 10 minutes left, you just felt it's going to be a typical Man U sort of 88th minute, 89th minute goal. Yeah. And then it... Something which they rarely do now. Yeah, I suppose. They're getting back into the habit of just not playing particularly well, but winning. And they didn't play, like, it wasn't particularly cohesive. And the, the saves that you were mentioning, it wasn't from, like, periods of sustained pressure where it was all last-ditch tackles no. that stopped them attacking. It was just that those two, those, those saves that he did make, which were world-class, that they came from, you know, incidents rather than sustained pressure. I think we did the right thing against them of just saying, we're going to sit deep, you have the ball, yeah. see if you can yeah. break us down. They didn't look particularly like they could have done. No. I mean, it did take a pretty big mistake to get them a goal. So I, so the, the last time that we spoke about something like this, it was when I, I blamed um, Williamson and other people were blaming Anita. And in this one, I've got to say that I'm going to blame 
crawl more than a bait. Oh, I'm the other way. I know. This it's because uh, what happened? If you haven't seen it, the um, the ball broke. The, the ball broke to a bait inside the box on the right hand side, and he was under pressure from Rooney, so he pushed the ball to the person that he felt was least. You know, he he wanted he wanted to retain possession when really he could have put it out. He, he had plenty of chances to get rid of it yeah. before that. But then Kroll had enough time to launch that ball into the stratosphere, and he's done it many a time before. And so, yes, mm. I, I think Abade is slightly at fault, but I'm still going to say that Kroll, Kroll was the the experienced man. It's the 89th minute. It's against Man U. It's in your own box. Just Put your ball, put the boot through it. Why did he try and pass it? I'm assuming he I was think the to same thing you could say. You could say the same thing to Abid though. Just Why put you through, put your foot through it. Dave, and he rifled it straight at Tim Krull. Dave, does your putting the blame on Tim Krull there have anything to do with the fact that you relentlessly bugged up Abade <laughs> on the last podcast? No, but lit maybe, but. Mainly because there was talk of the f- next Roy Keane, which could uh, no, still be no, true. I never said that. <laughs> no, uh, no, that was more about. Um, I, I'm putting that more down to inexperience, and he's a young lad, and he's he's grown to to, to know. Well, the everyone, game. everyone think, makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's young, but I do think it was his mistake. I think Carver was right coming out afterwards, saying like he, I, he wasn't going to blame Cool for it because I think the the ball just came fired at him right in the middle of his feet. He didn't have time to move or get his reposition himself he just had to launch it and hope it didn't go where it did which was straight to a man who player's feet so Carver said I'm not going to blame Krull for it yeah but he didn't Basically, say he didn't say I'm not going to blame no for it. yeah okay. which, which I think is a bit interesting man management <laughs> yeah because I, I think Abid knows he should be doing better I think the quality he's shown as well that's probably not the worst move in the world to say you're better than that and I think that like Sissoko because I was surprised because I thought Sissoko would play uh, would try and dominate the, the game a little more because it was a you know he's playing against a big club and he wants to show off a bit, mm. but he didn't really impose himself on the game. So he was playing alongside Abade in the centre, and Abade was he was over overwhelmed. So he didn't he, he didn't play just well by the occasion. No, he was overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, just physically, but just physically, I it's just the think, worst game Abade's had. Yeah. Which is, I mean, to come, against, come up against, to, to say that that's come against Man U, it's not, I mean, fine, it's, it's I'm, I'll, I'm more forgiving of Abade than I am of the other players that were at fault that, that game. And I also, in as much as I was crediting Abade and saying he was great, I also gave credit to Riviere. Riviere was awful, awful. Yeah. And that's such a shame because I thought, against Villa, I thought, I wasn't, I was trying not to be too kind to him. But I think I might, maybe I've, maybe I've been too... There were parts of his play I thought were good. I think he got into good positions again. He should mm. have had the penalty. Yeah. But it, the final product is... There's, a, there's shades of Luke de Jong from last season mm. where you just think he's not going to score. Yeah. That's not, a, that's not a flattering comparison. No, but I think it's accurate. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he does bring us something. I think by he... physically being there, mm. but... Oh, at the cost of having a decent finisher. Yeah. I think I it, it brings true to the a point you made previously where uh, Luke de Jong was talking about being played out of position. I think Riviere still is. I don't yeah. think he's been played up front. I think he's been played in that, like, uh, you know, number 10 role. What did you think of Man U? 
very yeah very like they've got like Wayne Rooney's an amazing player um I think Angel Di Maria's got flashes of quality I think yeah he didn't Herrera's decent and you know but just that it wasn't enough about Manu to make me think that they uh, I don't know they, their defense is so poor like Johnny Evans is not I mean, there's talk about him becoming club captain. He's not good enough. He's another, like, Wes Brown. All their defenders at the moment feel like they will almost definitely play for Sunderland. <laughs> like Chris, Chris Smalling will definitely play for Sunderland. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Johnny Evans is a, another one who will end up there alongside sort of O'Shea and Brown. They're a bit yeah. like a fantasy football team where you spunk all your budget on oh. two or three really big yeah. players. Yeah. And then you fill it with, like, with yeah, you sort. You sort <laughs> yes. They've sorted out their keeper. David de Gea is one of the best keepers in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. They've, they've got Wayne Rooney's amazing. I just De Maria oh, yeah. probably expecting more Falcao. Falcao's become Veron. Will they make Champions League? No, for me, they're fourth at the moment. I don't know because they're I've, not going to win anything. We know that now. They're out the FA Cup. But can they can they cling on? Because where are Southampton? At what points? Southampton. Hang on. Southampton are seventh. I think it's Liverpool who are sort of chasing them down. Now. Yeah, I think it's between. Yeah, Southampton are well. They're Southampton are four points behind fourth. I know this isn't the football weekly. We don't normally talk about other teams, but other teams. But it's quite an interesting race. Man U are fourth. Liverpool are two points behind them. And then you've got Spurs and Southampton. I would say it's between Liverpool and Man U. There's spitting and distance between them. There's spitting distance oh. between them. Well done. <laughs> I, I was trying desperately to hold it off because I've already listened to a thousand talk sport conversations <laughs> about it. Um, Has any, have any of them mentioned that Johnny Evans isn't that type of player? Uh, probably, yeah. There's I think always I've heard that. that a lot. Well, not, not heard that about Cisse, despite him never spitting on anyone before. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's an undercurrent with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, they're both spat, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's just no doubt about that. And Johnny Evans did not. I think looking at it, Johnny Evans, it was a, it was a sort of like, well, I'm gonna spit and. You're there, so I, I, it was a lot of half-hearted. Whereas Cisse's one, Johnny Evans. I'm not saying Johnny Evans deliberately spat at Cisse. He knew what he was doing, but right. it was sort of a half-hearted. He wasn't necessarily show aiming of disrespect. For him, but there was a link between them having a bit of argy and him spitting directly yeah. while yeah. Cisse was, was on sh- the ground. Whereas Cisse was a real over-the-top, yeah. right, you come here and I'm going to spit at you. It's very odd. I thought Cisse's reaction was weird as well, drawing attention to it after he'd just like, retaliated by spitting at him. Well, that's just sort of um, stupid. demonstrating. It reminded me of the whole, was it El Mohammadi arguing about the handball against us. Right. Well, he was almost trying to double bluff. Yeah, well, he just seemed a bit mental. Well, I guess he was trying to sort of animate the history of Spitgate. Yeah. Oh, God. Spitgate. Um, so, a lot of talk of like how it's the most disgusting thing that you can ever do. Did you see that Is thing it on the, the BBC site? The most disgusting site? thing you can ever do. Uh, Steve Claridge on the on the BBC site said uh, 
that he he would rather someone went in for like a, a leg breaking tackle than yeah. a, a, it's like no you wouldn't yeah Papi, I don't Papi really say, like, there's a lot of expos come out and say oh, I, just, I think it's the worst possible thing you could do in the world it's it's worse in the FA's eyes than racism yeah you're John Terry yeah so I mean part part of that is because CISO was sent off uh, sorry CISO was banned earlier in the season for um, uh, violent conduct because yeah. he threw the elbow against Everton but is this really the way to deal with spitting, or is it just... I think it has... To be I honest, I think Cissé's got what he deserved. And it, seven really? games? Seven yeah. games? I think it's the only way to sort of stamp it out. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that I would want to stamp out of football before. I'd rather yeah, stamp out racism like I say, bring on more spitting. <laughs> I, don't think anyone, I don't think he's gone into the game thinking there's no six-game ban for spitting. Everybody knows what the ban is for it. Sure, yeah, you don't, but I'm, I'm not essentially, I'm not complaining about the ban if that's like fine. In the rules of the game, but he got what he deserved. I just, uh, there was so much talk about it being this incredibly awful thing to, it to is spit. But, yeah, but there's a lot of disgusting stuff that happens in football, like particularly, and you know, there's a lot of spitting which is followed by the word roast. <laughs> Um, that was a reference to spit roasting. I, 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 um, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot worse things on the pitch. There's a lot. There's far more terrible things happening off the pitch in the terraces. I think that a seven-match ban for retaliating is is over the top, especially when Evans had pr- like in that game he'd spat at the floor beside Riviere. So he, he was he like Rivier. There was a tangle, and Evan spat basically spat at Rivier, but did it so that it didn't hit Rivier. So is Evans getting away with it because he's a little bit cleverer with the, like a little bit more cute with the way he's doing it? I don't know, but it's just well, I think uh, their bands are the same. Really, it's only because of Cisse's previous yeah. violent conduct one that it's actually. I mean, essentially, they've both got six game bans. But Cisse's... but I, th- I think what we should do is we should talk about how this is going to impact us because without Cisse, who's our goal scorer? Because we've we've established now that Rivier's not going to do that. Um, Perez, well, Perez, he's well. got five this season. He was there was a little. Flourish yeah. there he for was a moment, but ahead of Cisse earlier in the season. I mean, it's it's another one of those ones. It's annoying that it doesn't necessarily feel like a problem because our season's over anyway. I suppose, yeah. We could sit Goofron up front and hope that some clearances bounce <laughs> off his knees. <laughs> well, Ferreira is saying that he's. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It's yeah. in the. Um, in, it's been reported on the internet. I think it was an interview with like Columbia Today or something mm. like that. I can't remember. But anyway, oh, yes, I think I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, that he's uh, trying to get fit and he's you know he's hoping to get his chance. And if there's ever, if there's ever a time where he'll get a chance, it's when the club's season's over and our top goal scorer is not available. Yeah, at least it's a Throw chance to try out yeah. players that we haven't. You'll score the winner against the Mackhams, it'll be fine. No, Armstrong might get a bit more time as well. I don't think Ferrer will ever pull on a black and white shirt professionally. Well, in training, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he yeah. could go to Notts County. Can't rule yeah. that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I really worried now that we don't have a... Uh, like uh, yeah, Perez has got five, but no, we definitely we're definitely short up front. Um, 
So, uh, as is Perez, he's quite short. Um, diminutive. The dimi- that's another word. The diminutive is only ever used for footballers, really. And yeah. a plum. Yeah. So, um, well, that should, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good thing to tweet in. Words that are only ever used within the context of football. Any? Uh, tweet us. We asked uh, for you to tweet us if you were um, listening from... Because we already asked where you were listening from, if you were listening from far away, and we got lots of responses from, for that. So then I asked, was anyone listening uh, from Newcastle? And judging by Twitter, the answer to that is no. No one is listening from the city of Newcastle to this podcast, um, which shows that we're a global football team. We're a global brand. We're a global brand. Um, We don't have uh, much longer left because uh, apparently we have battery issues. Uh, with the recording equipment for this podcast. It's unlike Newcastle for something to fizzle out, having only got halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite fitting, really. (laughs) So um, we should quickly rattle through a couple of things. There was the the fans forum. Yeah, I think a lot of that is lip service, but it did raise a couple of questions for me that um, they, they touched briefly on, oh, we need to address how we become a global brand, as we were just discussing. We need to... Uh, address how we're going to get more kids through the academy. We need to um, uh, make transfers in the summer market because the January market's not one that benefits us. And I think a lot of that should have been sorted out the season that we were promoted. That should have been, you know, locked into our our plan for the future. And it it hasn't been. And it's taken this long for them to think, oh, we might need to be a global brand if we're going to compete in what is a global brand. In the Premier League, you've if if we can make ourselves, you know, uh, a, a brand that is parallel to the the, the Premier League, because Man U are and Liverpool are and Arsenal are and Man City now are and Chelsea now are and why the hell can't we do it? All we got to do is sure. I mean, get there's the reason right. they there are reasons why those teams would be a global brand ahead of us. Yeah, but even Spurs are more of a global brand than Newcastle United and. True. I mean, they're true. Yeah, so I think that's, that's something that uh, upsets me. I do think, though, that we are... Uh, maybe we're not capitalising on it, but I think we are... Uh, uh, when you compare us with the teams around us in the table, we are more known abroad. Sure, but then why aren't we making hay? Yes, agreed. And... Uh, also, there's a thing about the leasehold for Strawberry Place again in terms of ex- us being able to extend the ground. So I'm going to have to play devil's advocate. Can, can Newcastle upon Tyne really justify having a 75,000 seater stadium or an 80,000 seater stadium? Like 50, 52 at the minute. And at the minute, it's <coughs> the key thing, though, I think. They, it's sort of saying we don't really care what happens in the long term future will rule out the best possible... Like, the best-case scenario is there's such an improvement in league position over the years that we would need to extend. And I it's sort this... of saying we're, we're prepared to not entertain that idea. But it seems odd to rule out the idea of expansion. But it's, it's, it's ruling out the, the idea of expanding St James's Park. It's not ruling out the, the idea, because we don't face the same problems as other Premier League clubs do. There is a huge amount of land 
next to next to St James's Park that we can build on a new stadium. There was talk of um, it was going to be Lees, was it going to be Lees's Park? Was that w- w- um, the new stadium? I can't remember. But yeah. anyway, we have the possibility to build a new stadium somewhere. Okay. Mm. But well, we I, also I have thought the possibility it was to extend the current one if it comes to the same thing. So why why not keep that in the back pocket? I agree with Paul. I um, just think I think fifty two thousand is as good as it's going to get for us. Uh, so um, I thought it was all sorted a year or two ago, but I guess it's not. Um, so uh, our next game is this Sunday versus Everton. Everton away. Uh, Struggling to score or Everton? Everton are shit. And they'll be playing on Thursday as well. Are they away or at home? Oh, no idea. Is it young boys? It's European football. It's complete, complete mystery to me. Well, it's always easier to play against young boys. Um, they might have already played them. But yeah, I think they'll hopefully be a bit knackered and they okay. are terrible at the moment. Yeah, they are. And I, I saw my... I've seen us play at Goodison Park twice. Mm-hmm. We won both. I saw my first ever Newcastle game at Goodison Park. Really? Great. Yeah. yeah. I saw Hatton Ben Arthur's first goal for us at Goodison Park. That was great. Um, so, get yourself down to Goodison Park if you want some fun, guys. <laughs> um, uh, what, do you, what, what do you reckon the score will be? I reckon nil-nil because I can't see either team scoring. Paul? I think 2-1 to us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2-1 to us. Everton are just shockingly bad at the minute. Yeah, they're bad. And I think we've got quite a good record at Goodison Park. We seem to be, even though our form's not great, we're on a run of coming up against teams at the time when you'd most like to play them in the season. Yeah. I think you could argue point. this yeah. would be a good time to have played Man U on Monday. Hull when we came up against them. Yeah. Villa when we came up Villa, against them. Villa, yeah. And we're still not making the most out of these games. <laughs> so, um, download our app, guys. Newcastle Natter, download that app. It's a thing of beauty. Follow us on Twitter, at Newcastle Natter. And um, like us. Like us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, do, do stuff like that, guys. Help us help you. Yeah, help us to help you by providing you with more podcasts. I won't be here for next, the next one, so if I'm the only podcaster you like, then you can avoid <laughs> next week's show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although that seems unlikely. I'm going to be in Orlando on Sunday yeah. when we're playing. How Everton. is he? Yeah. <laughs> can um, you expand our global brand, please? Yes, I will be expanding our global band brand. Kaká plays in Orlando. Perhaps I'll try and sign him up. Although he is, by all accounts, shit now. Very um, old. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for, um, you know, being who you are. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. See you later. Bye. 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 This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.